Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. We are here today, 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 tonight, whenever you're listening to this, talking about Ozark Season 1, Episode 2, Blue Cat. I am Mr. Sal, high school science teacher. Love Ozark. I've seen it all. This is one of my students. I'm here with one of my students, former students, Kurt, who has also seen all of Ozark. Ozark is a good show. Kurt, give me an adjective to describe Ozark. Scrumptious. Scrumptious. Very good, Kurt. I'm also hungry, but that's unrelated. So, as you listeners have uh, heard last week, uh, we are going to be running this as though uh, this is a first watch through of Ozark. But at the end of the episode, there will be a spoiler section where we will be feel free to discuss the series as a whole. Uh, and I would strongly recommend that if you're watching this the first time through, that you tune out at that point. Right, Kurt? Yeah, yeah, certainly should tune out. Uh, this is also before season four is released. We don't we don't know season four. Ah, good point for don't, posterity. Don't, yeah, don't don't rip your hair out. <laughs> We're talking about something as if we don't know it, because we really don't know it. <laughs> That's true. That is true. All right. Are you ready to go, Kurt? Yeah, I'm good to go. All right. All right. I need to guess your rating on this episode. I know how much you love Ozark. So I'm going to guess that you don't dip below an eight on any episode for the entire series. So I, do you want to comment on that before I guess this episode? I'm trying to think. Uh, maybe I do at some point. It won't surprise me if I did. I think I only have a couple of eights in the whole series myself. And I think you're probably there. If you're telling me that I, you think you like Ozark more than The Leftovers, and, and you gave The Leftovers lots of 10s. You did give some 7s for The Leftovers, though. Um, but I don't I don't think you went below an 8 on any episode of Ozark. I don't think there's a... Leftovers what, had a weaker the, beginning. Oh, then Ozark? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, but, I'm, I mean, I'm talking like the first you know three or four episodes. After Once you get to Gladys in episode 5, it just hits, it takes off. But... That's not the point. We're talking about Ozark right now, and I would say that you gave this episode a nine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <So>. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I gave it a nine. <laughs> okay. Do you want to guess mine or no? I'm or do you want me to just tell well. you? I gave it a nine. Yeah, as well. I did. Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> I have a feeling that this. Yeah, this but this rating yes. prediction thing is going to be pretty boring for Ozark. <laughs> yeah, because I think if you know the series as a whole, yeah, we both know that we both like Ozark, so it's just <laughs> yeah. pretty yeah. yeah, pretty mundane. Yeah, you denied <laughs> as well. Well, anyway, the well, question is: Did you like this episode more than the last one? Ooh, that's a good question, and I really had to think about that. I don't. Know. I think you don't know. I think I'd like this one more. Okay. But just barely. And I could definitely be swayed. Alright. I think I, I, I'm not going to sway you because I think I like this one more too. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and here's why. I like this one more because I love episode one. It's amazing. But it's like all Marty all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this one we get to see we get to meet a, a much broader range of characters that are so interesting. And we get to see Wendy like I don't want to spoil anything, but we get to see what 
how powerful Wendy truly is and what she's really capable of okay, from and and how independent she operates from Marty. So I love seeing that. I don't I can't say that I like an episode without Ruth better than an episode with Ruth. That's ridiculous. I mean, one. Right. So, so this is so yeah, episode one. No, Ruth. What the heck? Obviously, my least favorite episode. No, <laughs> no, it's 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 probably not. But uh, but Ruth, I, I don't know. Do you have a favorite character in the series? Hmm. Uh, I, I my, go ahead. I mean, I, I really do root for Marty a lot. I like Marty a lot. I like his character. Uh, but I also I do have another favorite that that is unnamed right now. Oh, that's right. We haven't met that person yet. Yeah. Okay. Well, Ruth is definitely my favorite character in the series. She always has been. Like from from maybe not this episode, but from the next episode on, <laughs> Ruth is my favorite character. I do enjoy Ruth. Ruth is a great character. Yeah, she's she's incredible. And for those of you who are watching this for the first time, you may not even know who I'm talking about when I say Ruth. She was the housekeeper who stole the money in this episode. Uh, she only got one really big, and it wasn't even that big, just one little interaction with Marty in that bathroom, that really sketchy bathroom. What the heck is that place? Yeah, what is that? It's like, I, I, I thought that was like an island, but I don't know if it's an island. It must just be the coast. Yeah. Obviously, it is. 1,150 yeah. miles of coastline more than California. Right. Yeah. But I, uh, you have only scratched the surface of what Ruth is and, and, and what she is going to do in this series. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy everything that comes out of her mouth. She's incredible. Uh, but anyway, want to get started on run on the run through? Do you want to do the, or do you want to talk about the photo? Like the symbols the, the intro symbols yeah yeah so uh, i mean i have a full page of notes before we even see the symbols but fair enough we do have I, a cold but, open but... yeah there is a cold open but honestly i think it's worth talking about the symbols before the cold open i think that should gen be our general protocol what do you think about that yeah i'm with that okay so we got as as we all know uh the logo is an o split into four quadrants and when in each of those quadrants we see the uh a symbol uh it's a picture from the episode that makes one of the other letters in ozark so we got a z and a and r and a k they are a real stretch though i will say that oh for sure <laughs> like, i i'll be honest i never realized it was supposed to be letters to ozark until you told me i just was like okay so <laughs> four symbols that relate to the show fair enough mm -hmm. but now that, you, now that you said i've gone and looked through some of them I'm like oh yeah i see what you mean yeah the lower left yeah. is kind of like an r typically lowercase in the Top left, so it was like a Z. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you, you got to kind of squint, but <laughs> but they are there. <laughs> I see. I see. Yeah, so, I see it. did you recognize all of these symbols? So, I definitely two of them I know for certain, and the other two I can pinpoint, but I, they're not they're not as quite as articulate, and I could understand if I'm wrong. Okay, so what do you have for sure? So for sure, uh, quadrant one, which would be the A. Um, no, that's is oh okay. The A. I'm I'm talking like so so like an actual like um, 
Cartesian I know, plane, the, right? The, the ones <laughs> in the top right. I think for for the, for the sake of the listeners who have a, who don't have a math background, let's let's start let's do it in reading order from top left to okay. bottom right. So, uh, <laughs> top right, the second one, uh, mm-hmm. the shed or like that. So actually, now now that I talk about this one, this one's also got me for a loop. So I I pinned this as the shed that Marty rents from the guy. But now that yeah. I think about it, it could also be the building with the bathroom. I, you know, it's funny because I had the exact opposite reaction. I had put it, I had thought that it was the bathrooms because I forgot about the shed. And then when I saw the shed, I was like, oh no, it was definitely the shed. It, I, if you if you look at it, it's the I storage think it's the shed. shed. I've certainly thought yeah. it was the shed when I watched it. That's why I put it here. But when I first started talking about it, I thought of the bathroom. Okay, shed, yeah. fair enough. Lower, yep. uh, lower left. So the R. I mm-hmm. first I thought this was like a cow, a carcass like hung upside down, and that oh, really yeah. was gonna be for a loop. I was looking okay, for so long. I'm like, I don't know where there was a cow at all in this episode. <laughs> yeah, and I was so confused. Now I understand it's a jawbone. Yep, they found, which, which <laughs> it is, is what, a jawbone. Which is what the yep. investigators found at um the trucking accident. Uh, they said the victim's name is one of the people, probably senior, junior, but it was it was senior. Yeah, senior uh, from the barrel that he's put in. Uh, speaking of barrels, head. speaking of barrels, so th- these two I'm, I'm more sketchy on top left. So mm-hmm. it look so the way it's poured out reminds me of the trucking accident with the barrels yep. poured over. But the the job already represents that. So like, it doesn't matter. Of, okay, so <laughs> right, fair enough. So that that's from the trucking accident. I could understand maybe. Uh, where he hides his money in the pontoon, kind of, but that looks too much more like a barrel than it does compared to like the pontoon. Yeah, thing. and there's definitely some liquid oozing yeah. out of the barrel. Like it's for sure the the trucking accident. Trucking accident, and then bottom right. Bottom right's the hardest for me to pin. I labeled it as uh, the the coolers that Marty brought. But I don't know what that back part is behind the the cooler. Okay, I had to stare at this for quite a while, but I think I got it. All right behind it it's first of all it's not the cooler it's a suitcase it's the empty suitcase okay they put on the bed from from under the bed and behind the suitcase is marty's legs so it's marty's legs it's as though he's he's holding the empty suitcase which has sprung open oh i see yes okay that makes much more sense the way you said that yes i can see that it's the legs he's holding the suitcase and it's open okay yes Okay, I, I was very confused to what that, that, that figure thing behind this case thing was. Okay, so it's the yeah. empty suitcase from where they got robbed. Okay. Yeah. So there you have it. Those are the symbols from this episode. All right. We've Not got that. Not set of symbols. Not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, the symbols are hit or miss, honestly. I think it's yeah. a really cool concept. Uh, and sometimes, like... I, when when I watch an episode for the first time, I try to commit all four symbols to memory, but I usually forget them. I I can remember some <laughs> of them, but some of the like like uh, when I watched it, I remembered I, I remembered cow thing. I remembered the barrel, uh, house shed thingy, and then I thought the lower left was like a cow, and then I thought mm-hmm. the lower right was like a toolbox. So I was looking for a toolbox and a cow when I when I realized <laughs> shouldn't have. Yeah, that's a, that's where it gets very, very tricky. That's why it's almost better to go look at the symbols after you finish the episode yeah <laughs> and then i think you're likely to, to figure them out but uh so far so good we've, I, we've been able to, to identify all eight symbols so far so yeah, was, good yeah, for we're us. confident enough on it I, I i wish they didn't try to stick as the z-a-r-k thing 
I mean, it's just oh, like, really? put the symbols as they wanted to. It's okay. Like I said, I never yeah. noticed. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I... I, I, I... <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it's it's fine, but I I do enjoy it. I think it, uh, if for no other reason than if I identify a symbol early and I don't see it, then it makes me want to go back and rethink about the episode. So, I think anything that instigates thought, you know, retroactive thought about an episode is probably a good thing. That's the teacher in you right there. I just yeah, man. To, I just want to watch it and forget it, and then have to do a <laughs> podcast about it. So. <laughs> All right. So, first scene is is the motel uh, where they where they are staying. Okay, Marty is not sleeping, uh, and we see that the one of the, I assume the reason he's not sleeping is because he's very nervous about the eight million dollars that he's sleeping on top of. Understandably, to the point where he actually has a hand in contact with that suitcase with one of the suitcases. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very, yeah, so he's actually, like, he's actually touching that suitcase. So it's like he's gonna know if it moves. So he, he, you know, he's kind of put the the safeguard into place where if he falls asleep and that moves, he will be woken up. I, so I wonder if you could Indiana Jones style that. I don't know. I don't know how heavy well, sleeper Marty is. Some people are super heavy sleepers. I mean, yeah. Right? Well, I'm telling you right now, Marty's not any sleeper in this scene. No, yeah, no, he's definitely he's definitely foregone sleep mm-hmm. uh, to be a good security guard. Yep, the small exactly. dragon, except minus the sleep, minus the dragon. Okay. Minus the gold, actually, <laughs> but eight million and the mountain. <laughs> a lot of things he's not like Smog, but okay, gotcha. Smog gives riddles. Uh, I don't remember. I'm sure Smog gave riddles. I think Marty has some riddles in his. Back pocket. We'll uh, yeah, well, I, I, mean, like, I like he, to think Small gives riddles. I mean, he kind of gives the Langmores a riddle later on in this episode. <laughs> Which one of you is the weak link? Yeah. Really, I don't know. Yeah. I can't wait for that scene. Love that scene. Anyway, uh, Charlotte, uh, when they wake up, Charlotte wants explanations that she isn't getting. And I don't know. Did you notice uh, that the two kids leaf blowing behind them? Were Wyatt and three? Yes, I did. I I made note of that. Okay. I'm like, oh, because I I I'm, I was trying to think of the chronological order because I know, like, obviously, I know the episode goes of like they slip Charlotte away and then uh, Ruth comes in and takes the money. But I didn't. Yep. Like, I wanted to see if I could see them scheming here, like if they were right. doing anything. Right. I mean, so I don't think it's a really a spoiler to to let listeners know. That you should definitely get used to the Langmores. They are major players. Yes, they're they are big. Uh, they're they are role makers in this. Uh, I forgot Ozark. I don't know why that was so hard to remember the area name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the title of the show. <laughs> but they're they're very big in the series, so you're going to want to familiarize yourselves with them. Uh, Wyatt and Three are the two boys who take Charlotte out on the boat. They were. They appeared to be working at the hotel, at the motel, uh, operating the leaf blower. But anyway, I thought it was cool to see them because I, I certainly didn't even know who they were the first time I saw this. Yeah, I was so, twice on it. Yeah, it didn't mean anything to me. But Marty and Wendy have work to do. 
And so Marty puts the kids in charge of guarding the room. Probably not the smartest thing Marty's ever done. I mean, but he can't sit there and like guard the money while he has to go out and do this stuff. That's true. He cannot. So, hmm. And he needs Wendy to do the stuff that she's doing. Yeah, they've only got mm. so much money. So, the necessary evil Marty goes. I guess. I don't know. I might have gotten the storage unit first before anything. And throw all your money in the storage unit? What if he's a sketchy guy, though? He, start, he starts looking through your storage unit. He's got four lawsuits. For what? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I was assuming those were mostly for tax evasion and you know, I thought stuff being, that... But I thought he was being rented by four of his, like, rent... Sorry, it's three. I'm looking at three of his renters are suing him. Oh, So I okay. was like, I don't know why there's... Maybe something with the condition on how he's keeping the storage unit or something. I don't know. Does he look at the storage units? I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> fair. Eh, fair enough. Anyhow, uh, the, the, this money, it turns out, probably would have been safer buried in the ground than it was uh, in this motel room. But anyway, Marty puts the kids in charge of guarding the room. Uh, and then she, he and uh, Wendy are off to do their errands. Uh, Marty's going to go look for investment opportunities, and Wendy is going to look for houses. But Wendy, on the way, thinks that might be a good idea if she gets a job. What, She's what got a master's. You think she should get a job right now? I'm glad that helped the situation. I mean, I, I kind of agree with her. I, you know, I, it, Marty shoots it down immediately. It says, you know, that I, I don't think seven fifty an hour is going to put a dent in our problems. Is what he what he says. Uh, but you know, she argues that she's got a master's degree, and he throws back at her that she hasn't used it since Charlotte was born. But honestly, uh, seven fifty an hour, okay. She she probably can get more than that. Mm. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like. I don't know what her master's degree is. I don't know what the demand in the Ozark area is. I mean, honestly, but, but I mean, what are they, they have what, $20,000 to play with here? Something like that. That's what he gave her for a house, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, so that's, I mean, that's not a lot of money and they, and they need it. They don't want to be dipping into the $8 million just for, you know, groceries and stuff like that. I, I would, I would think that any income that that keeps you from dipping into this eight million dollars for any reason would be beneficial. So well, I, I'm with Wendy here. I'm not. I, I'm not. I, I might side with Marty here because I feel I feel as though Marty's plan is to because since he does have so much money, right, is to get part of a profitable, you know, a company of some sort, and then obviously clean the money they're at. Mm -hmm. But if it's profitable. He'll hopefully be making money. Like he has, especially for the area, seemingly limitless resources, money-wise, mm -hmm. to you know raise raise a company up. So surely he can make money from it, and that should be enough to pay for you know their life expenses. So what's, but what's the downfall of her working? I, I agree with that. I, I I don't know if there's too much of a downfall besides the kids, and like. I feel like that's what Marty feels. Cause if we, if we if we think back to why Marty didn't 
So I, I talked about in the first episode, I feel as though Marty did not off uh, Wendy when given the chance because he felt it'd be a lot harder to manage life without Wendy, right? So, and, yep. and also she stopped working her master's degree job when they got kids, right? So mm-hmm. she'd been taking care of the kids, presumably, for however many years now. And I got Marty still wants that, right? I see why Marty's saying it. Uh, and from his viewpoint, I see why he's saying it. Just because if, if, if he plans on making enough money from business enterprises, it should work out. And by the time Wendy gets a job, he should hopefully be set. Because he, he has to be set up in, like, three days before Dell comes down. Mm-hmm. But his timeline is, so... You know, if he doesn't get set up, then they're screwed anyways, so... So the okay. money doesn't matter right now, I guess. I guess right now, it's a very stupid idea in uh, Marty's head. Maybe in a week from now, it's not such a bad idea. But See, right I, think, this house, I think... I think if Marty were being objective about it, he wouldn't shoot this down. I think No, he definitely he... more credence. He'd be like, oh. I mean, he definitely just doesn't like uh Wendy. Yeah, I th- I think that's all this. This is this is an opportunity for him to shoot down Wendy. Oh, and he goes he goes deep. Oh boy does he. She I mean it is a little tough. It's kind of a tough pill to swallow what Wendy throws back at him now. But she you know, she's she she brings up gary's death and she's like he was a good man people cheat it's not unique you know you're not blameless here and marty basically doesn't even respond to that just gives her instructions on what to look for in a house but then then he responds it's like he needed a minute to to think about what he wanted to say so he filled that minute with what they're looking for in a house which is, you know, nice enough to live in, but very cheap. And he says though to her, we are not husband and wife anymore. We're business partners and our job is to raise those kids. Uh, and he throws her draining of the bank accounts back at her. And the, the, the coup de grace of the whole thing is when he says, the satisfying sound of your lover hitting the pavement is what gets me to sleep every night. Yeah. Ouch. Speak and speak. Speaking of ouch, he gets slapped in the face right after that. So. Twice. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> They're going for the double slap. Oh man! I mean, this is just some hurtful stuff. Yeah, Marty's not a great guy. <laughs> no, and Wendy's not either. I mean, that just the 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 insults that they're throwing at each other are just like the, these two. It's not that they don't love each other anymore. I think they hate each other now. Would you suggest they get a divorce here? I don't see how that's even possible, <laughs> given the situation that they're in. I mean, I absolutely would suggest a divorce under normal circumstances. But given the hot water that they're both in and that how much they, they really need each other, I, I don't think they can. Mm-hmm. Would you? No, no, no. That's a, no way. Yeah. Yeah. And especially now that Dell knows that Wendy knows. I mean He's in the game. Wendy Wendy can't go anywhere. No. She she can't she couldn't leave if she wanted to. Yeah, she can't leave. She's in the game. Yeah. 
Oh man. That this is it is rough to watch two people who hate each other this much <laughs> realize that they are stuck with each other. You know, you say that, you know, their hatred and whatnot. But I don't know, Mr. Sal, near the end of the episode when Marty's going for his hype. Oh, I know. I I totally agree. <laughs> and I love that's one of the things I love about this episode is that we go from this first scene with them of complete contempt for each other to this to the last scene with them where there's actual genuine affection. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. So, yeah. Uh, the symbols come next, and then we're into uh, the real the real estate office, where, where Sam is. He's the realtor, and he's doing something at his computer that that uh, that Wendy cannot see. Something but really weird. It's gross. I mean, whatever it is, it, you know. Your your imagination is is running wild as he says, "Oh yeah, that's all for you. Get after it. Oh yeah, it's awful." Uh, but when Wendy gets his attention, he comes out and we see that he's barefoot, and there is peanut butter on his feet, and the dog, a little tiny dog, is looking up the peanut butter. So that could have been a lot worse, but that's still pretty freaky. Yeah, so so bad. I, who would have thought that a dog likes eating uh, peanut butter off the feet? <laughs> Dogs love peanut butter. We know that. Dean told us that. Ah, yes. <laughs> oh. Leftovers reference for those of you scoring at home. Okay. So but Wendy completely dismisses the dog. Does not care. She needs a house. Get, I'll meet you outside. Let's go. We're doing it now. Okay. Back at the motel. Ruth is, we see uh, the housekeeper. Uh, we don't know her as Ruth yet, but you will know her. She tries to go in to clean the room and Charlotte stops her from entering. Um, I think that the, the sole purpose of this is to just show us Ruth. Yeah, the hint at Ruth. Uh, it was so that she does work there. I think that's the one mm -hmm. in you see her again working there? I don't know. That's that's. The uh, thing I don't think so. I wanted to try to get in the room. So, right. Those root there. There you go. Yep. That's I think the only reason we have this scene, uh, because the next the next bit is Marty at this Hall of Records, uh, with a very social clerk. <laughs> she's she's just really willing to talk and tell Marty pretty much anything. But she asks Marty, you know, what he's doing, and he says that he is an angel investor who what his point, what he wants to do is find businesses that are struggling and help turn them around. So now we know how Marty is planning to wash this money, invest in struggling businesses, get them turned around, generating income, and then get the money back that way. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, one of these businesses is a storage unit business and Marty tries to invest there. He even goes so far as to rent a shed, a very shoddy looking shed. For $100 a month. $100 a month. Well, start at the 75. Offer guy 75. Talks him, <laughs> yeah. The guy talks him up to 100, which I, I love this. I it's love like awesome this because, because but 
like you can see on Marty's face that he would have gone higher than a hundred. Yeah, oh, Marty's loving it. But the guy is also loving it because he thinks he totally took Marty. <laughs> they both think they're playing each other. I do, what I do also like about this episode is it starts showing because that's the whole series. Fair enough, he's sitting on a lot of money from the cartel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marty just spends money to fix a lot of yep. his problems, right? And throughout the episode. I, I, I wish we could account for how much money Marty spends every episode. Because he does just, uh, like, that's some... buy things. Like, here, right here, right? 100 bucks a month for this, right? Throw away. And later on, when he buys, like, the fishing equipment, uh, yep. rents the boat, buys some fish from a guy. Yeah. So, yep. Hey, it takes money to make money, right? It does. But yeah, I I bet somebody's put together that tally sheet of Marty's spending. Marty's spending habits. For a man with such frugality, he spends a lot of money on various things. Right. Well, he knows exactly how much he has and exactly how much he can spend. So we I think we just kinda have to trust him on that. Yeah, sure. I mean he's got enough to spend. I mean I know he's only got twenty thousand to his name, but if he dips a bit into the eight million and he's mm-hmm. back eventually, no, no one's ever gonna notice. Yep. Possibly. Next, guess what we get, Kurt? Everybody's favorite, a montage. We do get a business and a house buying montage. So, so you didn't <laughs> like? We had a lost montage recently. You didn't like the montage. Um, uh, we won't remind we won't me. Complaints on it. Remind me what the montage was. The ending. Uh seen the mini montage oh that thing the thing they've already forgotten yeah i mean is that a, is that really a montage i don't know if i'd call that a montage I'd, but... arguably okay fair enough mr sal doesn't okay. want to call it a montage i'd call it a montage it's the best okay. one possibly not but mr sal hated it we have the high tier do you think we both agree when i when i say better call Saul has some of the best montages oh th- that is montage royalty it is okay, yes they are they are they are <laughs> The, the I don't know how to say this. The, the cream of the crop when it comes to montage. For sure, for uh, sure. So where does this where does this lie on the montage scale? You I love this montage. Okay, good. It, it's a good montage. I enjoy it. You see him failing with businesses, trying. Uh, Wendy going to houses. None of them are good enough. All lacking in the capacity. Yep. Or Sam lacking as well. At some point, I was like, did she help Sam park the car? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls up to a house. Oh, she that's... puts it in reverse. Is yeah, it okay. it's so bad. She's so repulsed by the house. She won't even get out of the car. She just he puts it in park. She puts it back in reverse. Okay, get us out of here. I thought like so I saw him moving the stick like and, I, and then she moved it too. I'm like, is she putting it in park for him? Like, is this supposed to show how incompetent Sam is? Okay, that makes no. that makes a million more sense. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, but I love the the other thing I love about this montage. It, certainly, it, it helps us understand how difficult it's going to be for Marty to wash money here, and it helps us understand how difficult it is for Wendy to find an adequate house for them here on this budget that she has. But and it also makes us so much appreciate the house that she ends up with at the end. Yes, but. Uh, the other thing that this montage does that I love is it really illustrates just how out of place they both are. Mm-hmm. Especially Marty, I feel like. Especially oh, Marty. But especially yeah. Marty, because he's trying, he's trying to sell it to these businesses. We see the, the other club business he's trying to go for and stuff. Just mm-hmm. 
Oh, put down after put down. But Wendy's yep. well, maybe her expe- her expectations are higher than her budget allows her uh, to be. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, but the thing, the so one of the things about Marty here is I noticed early on he makes all kinds of suggestions to the people that he's trying to invest in. That's not how you should really do it as much, I feel like. You shouldn't, you shouldn't no. criticize how they're doing things. Right. right. Like, you can... You can talk about ways you can help improve it. Maybe let them say ways that they think they can improve it. Like, let them come up with their own ideas, I feel like. Don't tell them your right. ideas and go like, well... I feel like the the saying. best thing to do here would say, if I gave you $100,000 right now, what would you do with it? Exactly. Like, let them dream up their ideas. And I mean, some people right. would be like, nothing. I, there's no, I'll keep it. Fair po- enough. Pocket right? it, yeah. But some people, right, might go their dream with it in terms of what they can do with their business and those are probably the people that you could maybe invest for but going up to them and doing it in kind of a hostile manner well yeah well you know yeah. do this do that we can do this we can do that there's a lot that can be done here you're you're delinquent on your taxes you know like it's like he's yeah. doing his research before he goes into these places but he's yeah he's going in uh in a very uh obtuse way yeah he's now more cute Okay. <laughs> Too many math references today, Kurt. I don't know. I don't even know how that's even like applicable saying obtuse and acute. But maybe it's I'm not. maybe I'm right. Maybe you're being obtuse. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> as long as you're not being chartreuse. I don't understand that. Is that is that like the it's... high school musical girl? No, it's a color, but I don't know what color it is. <laughs> I think it's color. some some sort of like reddish, pinkish, purple. Something. I thought, see, I thought that was a blue when he said that shard. Oh, maybe it is. I, I don't are know. You look, are you looking it up? Okay. Shard. It has C H A R? Yeah. It's a French liquor. The uh, liquor itself is like a yellow green. Alright, well, we'll look up, type in chartreuse color right, as up. opposed to just chartreuse. It is a, it is a yellow green. A yellow dry. green. <laughs> okay. You think well, you thought red, I thought blue, but it's a it's, it's a very yellow. I can't tell if it's more yellow or if it's more green. I'd have to err on the side of more yellow. But yeah. there's definitely an argument to be had that it might be more green. But just think this of is the an most, embarrassing. Think of the most in between yellow green color you could think of when that's chartreuse or whatever. Okay. This is this is an embarrassing conversation. I can't believe this happened to us. I mean you, you brought up the color and you didn't even I know did. what color was. No idea. I was wrong too, but I didn't. Listen, at least I didn't invoke the name of the color. Oh, okay. it is. It is chartreuse is a color precisely halfway. I'm looking at the Wikipedia entry. Precisely oh. halfway between green and yellow, so it's fifty percent green, fifty percent yellow. So my what my, my analysis of it is in the smack dab middle is quite accurate. <laughs> wow, good for you, man. I mean, thank you, but it's also the type of thing I can look at it and kind of tell <laughs> that it is halfway. Anyway. Oh boy. A very ugly yeah. color, though. I don't like it. Yeah, not not a very good one. Uh, it's not a great color. So Marty's tactics are not the best here. And we actually, I, I don't know if you caught this, but his tactics at the Blue Cat at the end of the episode are quite different. They are. I'm surprised he thought of that tactic based on what he was doing. Uh, I know. Yeah. I know. Very dubious tactic. Yeah. All right, so back at the motel, Wyatt is like chatting up Charlotte 
and uh, telling her that his uh, his father's a lawyer and thinks that he needs to uh, have a summer job, build character and such. And uh, but he says that they're going. He and three are going wakeboarding, and they would they invite her along with them. Nice. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Charlotte doesn't seem like she's very interested, but then I don't know what triggers uh, the change of heart, but she has a change of heart. So, and we see her pick up and pack up. Yeah, I mean, you only need one kid to look at the room. It's just a real. It doesn't move. I hope. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it would. It would be. It would have been probably nice if she said, "Jonah, I'm going out. Do not leave the room." But what do they? What do they say? Like, what am I supposed to guard? Two iPads and a Pandora bracelet? <laughs> like, who cares? Delegation is uh, the cornerstone of leadership. That's what I. Yeah, you've like. mentioned that. I do. Yeah, I, I think I, someone who delegates well, I think, could make for a great leader. And Charlotte, okay. Charlotte, already showing signs of great leadership here, immediately delegates <laughs> her. Granted, was also given the same duty as Jonah because you know, one is just as good as two in this circumstance. Jonah. I delegate you my task. Now, Jonah, sadly, uh, did not delegate his task properly. Though, the, the way Charlotte delegated her task to Jonah was in terms of, like, the electronics. Like, those are what you have to guard. Yep. So, Jonah does do that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't blame Jonah, really, for this. I blame Charlotte. Charlotte is owner, older, and Jonah is, like, a young... Yeah. How old is he Char- doing this right now? Well, I don't know. Charlotte's 15. Jonah, I don't know. Let's say he's 12. I'd say he's even younger than 12. He looks younger than 12 okay. to me. But, he but might still, be. He's, he's younger than, like, definitely, he's definitely, I think, younger than 13. And I feel like he is, mm-hmm. I mean, to leave him alone, like, he's going to get bored. <laughs> For sure. And he can't, sure. like, he can't rely on this kid to listen to you when you give him such a boring task to do. Right. Yeah, so, Char- first of all, I mean, I don't know if this is first of all. This might be like fourth of all. We've already mentioned a whole bunch of stuff. But Charlotte, I don't think Charlotte specifically tells him, make sure you stay here. I think she just says, I'm leaving. You're right, actually. She doesn't quite delegate it. She goes like, I'm leaving. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about what you said. Yeah, you retconned it for me. Yeah, never mind. Charlotte never yeah. She never delegates it. I take, take away the leadership points. Charlotte <laughs> yeah. forgot to delegate. She forgot the biggest part of that leadership, delegation. Right. In off. fact, all she all she says is she's dropped the drops the bit about the electronics and the bracelet, which Jonah it hears her and says, All right, well, I can guard those anywhere. So I'll just take them with me. <laughs> so so it's really she never it's really hard to blame Jonah for anything here. I do not blame George. I definitely blame Charlotte more. But it's also, I mean, he didn't leave two kids with nothing to do. So so, yeah, they're so bored. Do they not have internet or something? Like they were just kind of sitting around, very bored. Like, <laughs> like there's a clicker in the room. Yep. Or well, they definitely have internet because at one point Marty is doing research You're right. in the and, motel room, and she thought about um, Wendy almost sent an email. That's so, right. I guess you don't need like maybe you have a data plan. You have so much um, data, but yeah, I, there's definitely got to be. I mean, some most. Places have internet. They stay at. So I, yeah, I'm. I'm sure. I'm sure they had internet. Yeah, I. I just. You know, I could have been kind of bored, but for one day. I mean, come on. 
Well, I mean, ultimately, I mean, I, I, we're blaming Charlotte here, but she also did not have all the information. For all she knows, the electronics and the bracelet are the only valuables in the room. So, I, I, I mean, it really goes back to Marty. And Marty, <laughs> honestly, told him to just like, sit here and guard it. You should know better than to leave eight million dollars in the charge of a fifteen and twelve-year-old. Like it's just, you, you're almost asking for this to happen. Yeah, it did not work out. No. No. Uh, speaking of Marty, he uh, his next stop at a business is a strip club. Really bizarre strip club <laughs> with a pregnant stripper uh, and an owner who thinks that really what he wants to do is he, he can't, he's not going to have uh, pretty girls dancing for him. He's going to have the, the ones who uh, were fall in line of, uh, I don't know, what would you say, like fetish girls? <laughs> Yeah, something along that nature. Yeah, but he also pegs Marty. He does. He gets he, it spot on. Yeah. I mean, this, this yeah. guy doesn't, look, he doesn't sound stupid. Like he he talks about his like how he's making money here, right? Like um, yeah. Uh, they're independent contractors, so he just takes twenty five percent of their tips when they're on stage, and whatever they do, pass stats on them, right? So he doesn't. Yeah. About, he's not liable for them at all. And yep. he makes his money like he's got he he skims his money off the top of them doesn't have to pay them any wages or anything, and yep. Then would would yeah Marty starts up his stick he immediately he pegs him that he's trying to launder money and just demands twenty five percent of he wants his typical twenty five this guy's a very simple yep. man he just wants twenty five percent that's it yep he does not care about which is I mean that is way too big a percentage for Marty to give him yeah Marty's like no, no. yeah not gonna happen but anyway uh that that doesn't work out uh the next thing we see so we we go from that montage of marty and wendy failing miserably to these two close calls like this almost worked for marty uh and then wendy is at this gorgeous lake house i mean this is a really nice house (laughs) And a really nice spot. This is right, yeah, right on this lake. Uh, but there's this. Is this is in this scene? We only see Buddy in the window, right? Uh, I believe so. Or is he? Yeah, at his car. He might. Anyway, yeah, we see Buddy, but we don't really know what the situation is. Um, that's all we get from the house at this point but uh, next we see marty like eating a sandwich on the top of a cliff which i don't know like i'd be further back i think if i wanted to have lunch here i would want to have lunch there because it's beautiful but i would be further back now marty as he's eating the sandwich gets closer and closer to the edge and eventually just drops half of his sandwich off of the cliff into the water and i think that he he's kind of trying to gauge how far down it is and it shows us how far down it is and it is very far down he's doing the sandwich test yeah the the great sandwich test to see the lethality the distance Mm -hmm. uh the pressure right there's just just a lot of factors that can be told by the sandwich test. Now, he only did a half sandwich test, which has his benefits. 
and cons. One, it's, it, it takes this material to perform a half sandwich test, but the downside is you don't you don't get quite the impact. It's not as telling as a full sandwich test. Um, <laughs> so I, I, Marty's a pretty smart guy. Maybe that's all he needs is a half sandwich test, and the clip's pretty, you know, it passes the eye test. So he does the half sandwich test. A typical, typical thing. Know, to do it at a cliff, just engage a lot of things on it. You ever do a half sandwich test, or or maybe even dare I say, of a man of your caliber, perhaps a full sandwich test? Uh, I may have done a rock or stone test. Yeah, rock or stone that, that doesn't simulate the human body. Sandwich is much more accurate. It's much more accurate. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, anyway, I don't know why we're that long tirade about sandwich <laughs> test. Yeah. Well, anyway, this is not the last time we're going to see Marty at this cliff, but... It's a cool cliff. Charlotte, what? It's a cool cliff. It's a great it, view. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 can, I totally get the attraction of wanting to eat lunch there. I just would eat much farther back. Fair enough. Well, Charlotte is out with Wyatt and three, and Jonah takes the devices and the bracelet and takes off. And then we go back to we already talked about this though. So we go back to the the lake house. And this is where we we get to hear from Buddy about Buddy and what the intentions are here. Buddy it turns out it has terminal uh heart condition where the doctor has given him 12 to 18 months to live. And he would like to stay in the house after whoever buys it buys it. Uh, but live in the finished basement. So he would stay out of their way. And that's the deal. He's He has priced the house uh, very cheaply because he knows this is a little weird. But uh, he also you know, is, is going to be there. And that is something that the birds are going to have to give, decide if they want to contend with. Yeah, I don't know. Would you take this deal? Yes. In a heartbeat. Yes, I would go. Of course. Did you just see how nice that house is? Like, am I? It's really, yeah. really nice house. Like, like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, okay, compared to the houses they're looking at before, I mean, just like I, I, I don't really quite understand how much money they're talking with. Like, are they talking about a twenty thousand down payment? I understand who Marty is as a person. He'll probably want to do at least like a twenty percent down on a house or those hundred thousand dollar valued houses. And I compare it to this house, like this is a very, this is a very like maybe more than four times even more than those other houses. Like just it's got land, super yeah. Like the, it's just yeah. it's a beautiful house. I mean, a thousand times yes, yeah. Like I, yeah, I yeah. would. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like it seems like a great deal. And Buddy seems like a great guy. Uh, no, well, does he though? Him. Because no. I mean, he, he's tell a lot pretty, of him from that. He's a direct yeah, guy, he's, as he puts it. Yeah, he's pretty insulting to Wendy. You know, he he references, you know, he wants to know how old their daughter is, which is really creepy thing to ask in the first place. But then when you hear why, it's kind, it's more kind of just like crass than it is creepy. You yeah. know, because he says he says that you know make sure that she doesn't flush her period plugs because it's a septic system. It's not a sewer. Um, and the, I mean, the, but the coup, I, this is the second time in this podcast I've used the term coup de gras, but it, it, it's in both references, uh, I'm using that with 
Wendy. You know, the, the th- it's the thing that sets Wendy off. The thing that set her off in the car was when Marty said that the there's the satisfying splat of her lover hitting the pavement is what gets him to sleep at night. What sets her off here is when Buddy says, so uh, if this isn't for you, then, you know, th- bye. It was nice meeting you. Uh, but if, if you think it might be, then let's get the decider down here. Yeah. I mean, there's not much more you could have said to Wendy to piss her off than that. Get the decider down here. Of course, he's referring to uh, Marty. He doesn't know Marty, but he's assuming that Wendy is not the decider, that there is someone else who is going to make this decision. Uh, Almost immediately after that, Wendy just confirms 12 to 18 months, right? So that's how long he was given to live. And we can tell that Wendy must be actually interested in the house now and wants to kind of flex on Marty that she can be the decider too. Actually, she's she's more flexing on Buddy, isn't she? A bit, yeah. Like how you only have 12 to 18 months to live. Well, I'm not saying that's the flex. I think the flex is, oh, you think that I need a decider? No, no, no. I'll make the decision right now. Oh, that's what you mean, yeah. Yeah. So I think that that I think that's more of a a shot at Buddy than Marty, but uh, you know, maybe it's both. It could definitely you know, be both. Yeah. Two two birds with one stone. She's so, she's all about that. So I should, I should check with you though. So would you accept this deal, like without kids? So if it's just me, if I'm single, or if I'm married, or you, what? You're married, but don't have kids. Yeah, I, I'd absolutely accept this deal. Okay, but now now it's you in present day. I'd want to maybe do a background check on Buddy. <laughs> I might want to do that anyway, even if it's just me. <laughs> I don't know. You're living with the cat. But a background check might be like you know, the real estate agent seems to know Buddy and and seems like they get along fine. Well, that, that, that be like, but, but see that 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 to me is a red flag because like if if the yep. real estate agent knows Buddy, it's like how many people have, you know? Because then Buddy's like, oh, I didn't explain it to this one yet. Like how many people have seen this house? And then you know, Buddy's given his like two or learned of Buddy, and then I'm like, ah, never mind. Right. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I guess the other thing is this: they could be conning they could be both in on a con together where they're oh, you know, going to where they're going to rob the people or oh, I mean, kill but the look people at or sam, whatever though. but look at sam though i mean do you really think sam would be conning someone good old peanut butter toes yeah but pb toes sam <laughs> yeah uh, i mean i think i don't i mean i wouldn't bring in the fbi to do a background check on buddy but i would probably ask around about him you know, and if the general consensus is, oh yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, he, he's just, uh, you know, it's just really sad that he's he's going to be gone soon. You know, if that was the general consensus, then I'd I'd do this for what, sure. What's a bit more negative? Like I don't know, he's a bit of a jerk, but I, I can live with a jerk. I, yeah, I can live with a jerk. But if it's like, oh my god, that guy, you and know, he raids fridges. Like if you put anything in yeah. the fridge, somebody will eat it. <laughs> So don't use the fridge. Just I mean, just watch out whatever's in your kitchen because when when it's late <laughs> night and Buddy's hungry, Buddy is hungry. <laughs> With three syllables. Yeah, you gotta. 
You've got to <laughs> when you stock, you've got to stock when you go shopping. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think I would be more likely to take this deal than reject it. Yeah, but I, I feel like I, I would I certainly take the deal if I was in if I was in a position to buy a house like in that circumstance, and I was already looking for a house, and then this this miracle comes upon me. But you got to remember too, like there the birds are up to some illegal activity. So you're right. So though. yeah, Wendy Wendy taking this house without talking to Marty is kind of a big deal. Like this adds a layer of complication that. Marty's gonna have to contend with. I mean, listen, if they hide it from their kids, surely they can hide it from a. From well, a they ain't hiding it from their kids <laughs> for much longer. I wonder. Of course, it works. Yeah. So. Um, uh, you know, let's take care of Jonah here. Uh, oh. he we see him at the arcade, and then later we see him like down by some kind of river or something, and he meets this kid called Tuck, who gives him a knife. And that's all I need to say about Jonah, I think. Do you need to say anything else about Jonah? Uh, no, just 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 the memory of, like, I remember being young in elementary school and, like, making friends, which is kind of walking up to kids and then talking to them. And mm. now, <laughs> it was, I remember asking people, people asking me, like, do you want to be friends? And like, that was the question. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't, I don't really know what constitutes being a friend. I mean, I guess I know my friends, but just... Uh, that reminds me of that, just being like a young kid. I I was much younger than Jonah, I feel like, so I was still in like yeah. elementary school, yeah. but still, that's what that reminds me of. Just going up to someone and be like, "You talking about milk? You want to be friends? Yeah, let's be friends." Okay. <laughs> uh, we should. I guess we should also mention that Tuck is pretty clearly uh, has a mental disability. Mm-hmm. Do you know how old right. he is? Uh, no, I I, I mean. He he's kind he works of works at the bar, a... but I can't tell yeah, but... how old he is. I don't know if he's not drinks. Yeah, I don't know if he's the bartender. I mean, he could be in his twenties for sure. I he could be anywhere from like fifteen, to like twenty. I I can't pay his age at all. I mean, he could be fifteen to like thirty-five, probably. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I can't pay yeah. him at all, so I have no clue. Yeah, it's it's it is difficult. Um, he he's kind of, uh, <laughs> ageless. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but he'll come into play later. So I wanted to mention that here. Uh, but we also see Charlotte out on the boat with Wyatt and three, and a trooper pulls the motor, tries to pull the boat over. <laughs> Wyatt puts a life preserver on Charlotte and then pushes her off. Yeah, and we also get revealed that Wyatt has lied about everything. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, this is not his boat. He is not the son of a lawyer. You know, he is not, I don't know, probably any of it. College student, any of it. Um, they, even though Wyatt pushes Charlotte off the boat, doesn't really save her from the troopers. She still ends up down at the barracks and marty has to go marty I think and Wendy. point i think i think she he pushes her off so the troopers have to stop to get her like so that, that they can get away yes yeah, so they can get away oh that's why i thought the whole premise of that was like you chuck her oh, they can't just man. leave her in the middle of the lake or whatever so they have to stop be, uh, oh man, I think you're totally right. Well, I don't know. That's what I took it as. <laughs> See, how else did they get I, away? 
I thought that he was being nice. He was like, here, get out, swim for it. We'll take the heat. But no. Because if that's the case, why would he also? Because he, he's like, I don't know. If, I don't think he puts on her life jacket. He puts on his life vest. She puts on hers mutually, and then he shoves her off and takes off his life jacket. <laughs> so I think you're right. Definitely just trickier to get off the boat. Oh my god! Did. What a punk, Wyatt. You uh, say punk, I say like Sherlock Holmes in the making. Wyatt's a pretty cool, dude. Cool guy. I do actually really like Wyatt as a character, except for season three. I would argue possibly differently. We'll have to see. Okay, we'll talk I'll about it. In the spo- yeah. We'll talk about it in the spoiler section. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, uh, down at the sheriff's office, Marty and Wendy are there, and the sheriff tries to shake the birds down for payment of the damages. Uh, you know, we know that Charlotte didn't have anything to do with this. She she's really completely innocent in this matter. Uh, that the sheriff is choosing whether or not to believe them. But even if he doesn't believe them, he knows that he's not going to get payment out of the Langmores. So he's trying to shake down the birds to see if he can get it out of them. Uh, Marty is very insulting about this. Basically, calls the sheriff lazy. Typical Marty, just badgering people, berating them. Oh, man, seriously. You know, Marty is brilliant, but at the same time, some of the stuff that he does and says, it's like, man, you gotta, you don't know who you're dealing with here. He does not have, his people skills are definitely lacking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wendy has a different approach. She basically threatens him. You know, uh, do are you an elected official or appointed? Turns out he's elected. Now, do the Langmores vote? <laughs> do they pay taxes? Because we do both, and we just actually put down a down pay, a deposit on a house. Uh, this is a pretty big surprise to Marty, mm-hmm. but you know, I do you think that she would have immediately put down the deposit on the house if Buddy hadn't said, "Let's get the decider down here." I don't think so. I don't but either. I, but she she never hinted that she was going to betray Marty, but I wouldn't have been surprised if she did. Because, I mean, she doesn't seem to be too fond of Marty. So. Yeah, well, I think that was that invocation of Marty that caused her to say, you know what, I'm just doing this right now, unilaterally, on my own. Forget about him. Uh, I think that if he never says anything about the decider and about you know her husband or whatever, uh, then she probably does not put that deposit down. She probably has a conversation with Marty first. I agree. Yeah, I I think that that is what uh like made her do that. Yeah, yeah. But this is enough to sway the sheriff. You know, the sheriff uh, basically <laughs> uh, shifts his position, and he's going to go arrest Wyatt in three. Uh, but he does tell Marty and Wendy about Ruth. He says, you know, lucky that Ruth wasn't involved in this. He calls her a uh, breaking and entering magician. Uh, and he says, don't put anything down around her that, you, that you're fond of. So it uh, shows them a picture and Marty recognizes her from the picture. So, I mean, good on Marty. I don't know how he recognized her that. I mean, I mean we never saw them bad, sure. Actually. Yeah, we, uh, we didn't see them share a scene. Well, you see the maid around, I guess. Fair enough. I can see yeah, I guess. Like that, actually. Okay. Well, speaking of 
the maid, we're back at the hotel now, and Marty discovers that one of the suitcases is empty. Uh, this is this is like devastating. You know, uh, Wendy pulls the kids out of the room because I, I'm not sure why she pulls the kids out of the room. Probably because she doesn't want them to see the money, but also maybe because she thinks that Marty might flip out in a second. <laughs> so uh, she pulls the kids out of the room, but eventually Charlotte ends up back in the room, really apologetic, just like feels mortified that this happened. And uh, she tells him, she tells Marty that she thinks she knows where they might be. So, I, I mean, I don't know how she knows this. That's what I was wondering, too. No, I have no clue. Did they tell her about this? Well, yeah, yeah, you know where, where our secret money hiding spot is? Where, where is it? Why? That's in this, in it this uh, bathroom down by that urinal. That's her. That's her. Yeah. That's the money spot. That's it. I the boys' bathroom. <laughs> I mean, really, like, if they're, if they're pretending to be, you know, well off, what what why how did this come up in conversation what were they had maybe they're hiding like drugs or alcohol from their parents and they're like yeah i keep, I keep my stash in the in the boys urinal <laughs> right there that corner you see that charlotte don't don't get too close because they're not a boy you don't belong in there but look you see that that's that's where we hide it right there <laughs> Anything, anything that we don't want to be found, we put it right there. Bro, don't you go telling anyone you hear? And then, <laughs> I, I honestly don't know how she does. I don't know what they told her to indicate that it would be here, but I guess Charlotte just knows. Th- th- this might be my biggest gripe. Yeah, I don't know how Charlotte knows this yeah. spot. And I don't this know what definitely... they told her that this was the spot. Now, now maybe if, like, we see a scene of them and like there's some cigarettes there or something or like you know so, something that they shouldn't have right and it's like oh okay right. so now I know how she knows but they never hinted at it once I don't I don't know how she knows so I I don't either and this this is my one gripe with the episode too but maybe anyway, just knows. She's... maybe she's the Sherlock comes and she's the deuce there's only one place they could have gone because <laughs> she knows this territory so well. She's learning the area from the boat. She's able to canvas the area and be like, from now, there's only one place Langmores could be. <laughs> Congratulations, Charlotte. All lines very, right here. They just very, right very, here at this point. Yes, exactly. Very sleuthy of you. No. Oh, boy. But she does. Yeah, but she does somehow know. So Marty is off to, to go there. But first, he has to buy a whole bunch of fishing gear. Uh, he's got a rent a boat he's got to buy some catfish off a guy yeah well you know he's got to what's this start strong he says makes no sense at all <laughs> I do love that. like they ask him like well, aren't you gonna go fishing he's got to stumble the guy yeah you know i'm just gonna just gonna have a strong start i mean that's so funny because that makes absolutely no sense like what uh, i don't understand how much does he pay for the he pays 100 five for the catfish 100 100 okay I don't know how much that is for fish. I feel like that's a lot. But... Uh, maybe not as much as you think. I mean, fresh catfish, probably, I don't know, maybe like $9 a pound, $10 a pound. Those look like some heavy catfish. Fair enough. I bet, I bet there was 10 pounds of catfish there, for sure. Because money's maybe worth more. your thing? Uh, I mean... When I say per pound, I'm talking about like filet of catfish. This is oh, not filet of catfish. Yeah, this this is, is the whole catfish. Yeah, well, so. I, I hope he ate it. I hope he got his money's worth. 
I hope so too. Catfish is delicious. Have you ever had catfish? I don't like no. I don't. I don't like seafood. I only like sushi and tuna, and that's it. Seafood wise, seafood all has like the same smell. Not a good smell. Shrimp's okay, but I'm not. Nah. And tartar tartar sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Cajun catfish, delicious. No, very, I've very never good. had catfish. Never had a lot of fish. I don't. I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of fish. I don't like the smell. Right, well, I, I do like catfish. Like a red uh, lobster. Especially... Mm-hmm. Red smell. lobster stinks. No offense if there's a, if there's a red lobster executive out there listening to us. No offense, but like I actually kind of find your food somewhat delicious. But the place smells really bad. It smells like fish. Yeah, I've only I've been there a few times, and I mean, I, believe it or not, I'm not a big fan of red lobster. As someone that does not like seafood. Imagine it's okay, that. but not great. So anyway, seafood not the best. Sushi though, I do like myself some sushi and tuna. Tuna is great. Oh, tuna is like a... oh. Anyway, I could go on about tuna for eons. I'll never forget the first time I had tuna. Amazing. I was like, this is I I I I didn't have high hopes, but they were they were they were just. I was so impressed. I didn't even know I was having tuna. I was in a sandwich. I was like, what is this tuna? Are you talking about like canned tuna fish? Yeah, canned tuna. <laughs> How else do you do? What do you eat tuna by? Like, do you fillet tuna? Yeah, tuna steak, man. Wait, that's a, that's a thing. That me. Oh God, it's a, it's amazing. And uh, and tuna and sushi. You have you had tuna and sushi? Yes, I've had, I've had yeah, tuna and sushi. I've I've had like crab meat and sushi as well. I'm okay with fish in my sushi. Uh, that's not bad, but. But yeah, I've never I've never had tuna besides like either in sushi or from canned form. Interesting. Right. All right. Tuna's really good. I highly recommend everyone have quite a bit of tuna. I I I'm gonna have some tuna tomorrow. Now I'm gonna. All right. I'll, well, I'll set my lunch. Now. Don't eat too much of it. High mercury content. Nah, I'll be okay though. Okay. They say that because they don't want you buying tuna. That's from that's from big like trout or something. Big trout. That's from big trout. They just don't want you eating the tuna. I've had plenty <laughs> of tuna, and I don't feel like I have. You know, I've been to mercury or anything. Yeah. Y- y- okay. Anyway. Not sure you quite understand how it works then. <laughs> so. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, we can move on. Uh, Marty somehow miraculously does find Langmores in this bathroom thing, and he he lays it all out for them. He basically tells them they can't spend the money because the IRS will be on them immediately. He says all that really is is a lifetime supply of groceries and gas. I mean, it's still pretty good. I agree, especially I mean, I, for yeah, the Langmores. Yeah, you tell me that. I'm like groceries and gas. It's like. Most of, I suppose, yeah, that's most of their expenses, I feel like. I know. Like, what? It's like, so, oh, I can't pay my table bill? Am I like. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if they pay their taxes. I don't know. It's just. Okay. I can live with that. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And I think that he has, again, misjudged the people that he's talking to, just like he has with every business that he's visited. But. He also tells them that that's not his money. It's Omar Navarro's money. And Wyatt, or no, three, I guess, mm-hmm. looks up Omar Navarro. And they, so they, they realize, oh, this is bad. 
we have this drug lord's money. Oh. That's no good. And that's when Marty pulls out the are you a murderer card. Because if you take the, yes. if they take the money and they don't kill him, then Navarro is going to come after them. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, yes, yes, yes. That's that's the mm-hmm. threat he looms over their head of. You gotta kill me. You've gotta. Otherwise, I will tattle on. I guess Dell. He, he will tattle to Omar mm-hmm. Navarro, basically. And you guys will just get. As he puts it, what skinned? You know. Like, oh yeah, it's like. He, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like he he's gonna come after you. He's, you know, he says, "Who's the weak one here?" Who's the one who's going to, he basically gives the same spiel that the private investigator gave to him when he wanted to disappear. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Who's out loose lips. You know, who's, it just takes one mess up. What happens if you have a big spender, spend all, the, all of their share, then they come to you, want some of your cup and they threatened. So here's the thing about Marty that he kind of, he's arguing two different fronts here. So he's arguing, okay, all this is good for his life supply of groceries. But then he also goes, what if someone spends their whole cut? Like, you mm-hmm. just said that you can't spend your whole cut. Like, he, he basically... Right, but he's it. saying, who's the weak link? Like, I'm telling you, you can't spend your whole cut, but somebody here is going to do it. Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. Who's going to try to anyway? But, yeah, Ruth... Ruth, I, I think before there was a tangent, Ruth is um, the one that kind of fights back with him. And, you know, it's, it's not the worst idea. If uh, Marty were to go, yeah, she says, you know, all the pain he's causing, right? Right, (laughs) and I doesn't she also say we can always find use for cash? That's what I mean. Yeah, there's always use for cash. She talks about buying, like, yeah, we can't buy new cars off the lot, but we get some. They talk about some guy's name, like, you can get some used cars from from him, pay a little extra, yeah, Yeah, and big screen TVs, like, they're not gonna be after us for that stuff. So, Uh, 70 inch, no one's gonna notice the 70 inch. (laughs) <laughs> but the event eventually you know uh, is it russ or boyd russ is the one with the beard boyd is like the tall skinny one with no beard uh and one of them says we're taking what was it fifty thousand dollars yeah so they started about somewhere like that yeah I mean, maybe it was they eventually... thousand, but yeah they start somewhere yeah and and, and marty's like mm, nope he's gonna come after you for that oh, <laughs> nope he's gonna come after you for that too all right, well, we're taking 20. Not a good idea. But yeah, I they, the whole time. They just, they just want something out of this. They're... Right. But this is they, but they do. They take 20 grand, and they leave leave the rest. I feel like but, you should take more, right? If you're going to take some. Yeah. I think you've got to take more than 20 grand. Take, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think you just take the 100. I think everybody puts a stack in each pocket. So... So if they're ten thousand dollars stacks, right? And there was Ruth, Russ, Boyd, Wyatt, and three. They each take two ten thousand dollars stacks. That's a hundred thousand. That's what I'd do. Nah, not bad, show. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Ruth stares him down and says that he would be better off. We both know you'd be better off dead. So this is Marty's first confrontation with Ruth, folks. Ruth's a big deal. Ruth is a big deal. Hi. So, so it's it, you know this is your first taste of it. 
but you're going to see a lot of Ruth. So from there, Marty takes the money and then we get basically the opening scene of the pilot with him replacing the catfish in the cooler with the money and taking it to the pontoons and his storage unit and or the hollowed out pontoons and putting the money in there. And that's what we get. All right. Anything you want else you want to say about any of that before we get to detective or agent Petty? Uh, no, nothing with him hiding the money in there. Okay. All right, so the next scene is the big truck crash. There are spilled barrels all over the place, and there's Agent Petty, who picks up a jawbone, which turns out to be Hanson Seniors. That's the owner of the trucking company. So these are the barrels that Dell put Hanson Senior, Hanson Junior, and uh, Bruce and Liz. Is that Bruce's yeah, girlfriend's Liz. name? Mm-hmm. Okay, Bruce and Liz. So these are the, the barrels that he put all of them in to dissolve. Uh, they've mostly dissolved, but there is this jawbone from Hanson Sr. Uh, and Petty is pretty sure that somewhere in this goop they would find Bruce Liddell too. <clears throat> and it turns out Petty is going to transfer to Missouri. And he lays out to his partner, who turns out to be his partner in multiple ways, exactly what he plans to do uh, to catch uh, and use Marty to to move up the chain and eventually catch Navarro. Um, And he basically breaks up with his boyfriend on the spot there. And his boyfriend says, what about us? And he says, there is no us. Petty's not the greatest guy here. He's he's all uh, he's all working no play. Sounds like. Yeah, he is such a jerk. Oh my god, this guy, this guy. <laughs> it's like my career is gonna be the best thing ever. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah. Well, how, how do you want me to help? You don't need a help. You won't be around. <laughs> Petty solves another you know, one. They say. I do kind of. Yeah, Petty is not one of my favorite characters. I don't know how you feel about Petty. No, I don't. I, he's very one dimensional. Feels like. Maybe yeah. give him another dimension he's, in there. Nah, he's pretty. He's relatively layered, especially later later in the season. But uh, I feel like it's really interesting that they made all these criminals way more likable than <laughs> than I, the guy who's trying to catch the bad guys. I think I've said this in a what was it? I watched Manhunt Unabomber, and I saw another one recently. It's um. To do with a security guard calling in a bombing. I hate myself, but I can't remember the name of it. But um, it's the other Manhunt series on Netflix. You look it up; it'll be there. But uh, in that one, uh, the FBI is kind of like the bad guys because they kind of pin the wrong they, they pin the crime on the wrong guy. Okay, uh, that's that's that, I, that's not a spoiler to say. Like you know it going into it, that they pin it on the wrong guy, and uh, so they're kind of like the bad guys. And I feel like in most of the times when the FBI is showcased. They're always the bad guys. Like they come in and they take over. They're like, "Yeah, we're we're taking over this investigation now, right?" And it's like, "No, yeah. we're the local enforcement. We know it better." No, but we're the FBI. We're coming in, right? <laughs> like every time, <laughs> I feel like the FBI is always depicted in a bad light. Like ninety percent of the time, <laughs> in any kind of media, they are always depicted badly. And I just, I, I love that. That like, I mean, it's also the idea. No one likes the IRS, right? Everyone's kind of scared of the IRS, which is yeah, which is how the IRS want it, but. FBI always depicted it in a poor light, ninety yeah. percent of the time. Is Petty FBI? I think they're FBI. It, it would it would appear that they're FBI. Are you saying is Petty or that organization is FBI? 
no, I, I'm I'm saying is Petty in the FBI or is it like the DEA or something? I, I'm not really sure. I assume he was FBI, and I'm pretty sure he's FBI. Based, I'm gonna go with FBI. Okay. Sure. Do you know his partner's name? No, I can't remember his partner's name. I can't either. <laughs> I was hoping so. you'd remember his name. Oh man, I feel bad, but no, I can't remember. Yeah. I think they even said it like once, but I didn't catch it. I don't even know if they've said it. Maybe they haven't. We'll we'll find it eventually. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we can uh, we can move on from Petty if you want. Uh, but the next scene is Marty dreaming about jumping off that cliff. So we see him at the cliff. We don't know it's a dream until I, I he wakes up. He's thinking about jumping as much as he's thinking about how many sand, like how big of a, he's like using his arms. You know, how his arms are out. Oh my god! I think that's almost like a measurement. You ever you ever measure something with your body? Yeah, how many sandwiches is? long is this? Yeah, we're trying to figure out like how big of a sandwich you have to make to get like you know like a very good result that can give back to Dell for my you know sandwich testing of the cliff. So I think he's just trying to measure out with his arms like, how yeah. long the cliff is. Right, if like, I, could... I think I could sack like five hundred of me going left <laughs> and right. That's about mm, that's about mm, two hundred fifty meters, I think. Okay, so. If I go to Subway, if I get a foot long, that's not going to be enough. I, maybe I need like one of those party subs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. There no, he's he's, he's yeah, yeah. He's clearly thinking about jumping, uh, and he but he wakes up. So this is a dream, but he's dreaming about jumping. It was a great dream, though. <laughs> mm, yeah, but when he wakes up, he kisses the kids goodbye. Uh, and he kisses Charlotte goodbye. He says, you know, who who loves this little girl to her, which is what he said in the first episode as well. He says to Jonah, um, you know, he actually, well, I mean, he doesn't it's a real heart to heart really initiate Jonah, conversation. Yeah. He doesn't initiate with conversation with Jonah. Jonah wakes up and, and has, tells him about the blue cat, which is where he said, I, you know, I made a friend. His name is Tuck. He gave me this knife. And he tells uh, his father that Joe, Tuck works at the Blue Cat. And it's, you know, a quiet place to get a drink. Not a lot of people there. It sounds like a place you might like, Dad. Do you think Jonah knows at this point what his father's looking for? Uh, what do you mean by that? You know, he's looking so for. do you think – so Marty is telling everybody he's an angel investor who invests in small businesses that are struggling – and uh, tries to uh, recoup the money uh, through that. Do you, do you think Jonah knows at least that much? I, I'm assuming he does. Yeah, I'm. Just, I'm I'll accept that. Like, they asked, like, "What are we doing here?" And Marty's like, "I'm an angel investor." He did talk okay. about it with Wendy earlier about that. It's going to be their cover story. That he's going to be. Well, that's why. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. Do you think that Jonah knows that he's doing that in order to launder money? No, I don't think he knows that. Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't think so either. But I do think that Jonah is trying to help his dad. But, you know, he thinks that the blue cat might be a good place for him to try to do this investment shtick. But uh, Marty wakes Wendy up. Actually, yeah, I mean, the, the, we can say a little bit more about the scene with Jonah. It's a really nice scene. He says, you know, he's so proud of him and he's on the brink of tears so you can kind of sense immediately that Marty thinks this is going to be the last conversation that he has with Jonah and we did just see the suicide dream so we can kind of assume 
that that's where Marty's mind is at. But maybe he's thinking that he's going to be killed by the mob or, or not the mob, the, the cartel. Uh, but uh, probably the assumption here is that he's going to commit suicide because the, he next goes and wakes up Wendy and they have a conversation outside the class, the, outside the, the motel room where basically he tells Wendy that he cannot possibly uh, launder money here. So it's just not even possible. So it's, he lays out this plan that he will kill himself so that they can collect insurance money, but it has to look like an accident. So he tells her to wait a bit, wait an hour or so, and then call uh, call it in. Say he went hiking, and you know, send them to look for me, and they'll find the body. You can collect the insurance money and be free of this. Email Dell and tell him where the money is he should be satisfied to just get his money back he's not going to ask you to launder money and there's it seems like there's actually real affection here doesn't it yeah yeah it, it definitely it, it's definitely uh that they seem to care each other care about each other much more than they did in their uh beginning scene outside the realtors yeah, it seems like there's genuine affection. Yeah, I mean, they, they hug each other. He kisses her on the forehead. She's kind of in tears about it. So is he. And it, it really seems like she does not want him to do this. But he doesn't see another way out. He is. He must have some doubts about it, though, because while he is driving to wherever he's going to probably that cliff uh he calls that private investigator okay and he i think his name is bob so he calls bob uh and he asks how often insurance pays out if there's any suspicion of suicide now i i think bob picks up that marty is talking about himself here. oh yeah i mean very very quickly whether he does it instantly i don't know but yeah, definitely by the end of it he's uh yeah i mean because he all of the things that he lays out are things that he knows about Marty. You know, it's suspicious if you empty a bank account. It's suspicious if you, you know, quit your job. It's suspicious if you leave town and all the stuff that Marty did. And at, the more he says, the more Marty realizes that this is not going to work, that, that this is a, a real long shot uh, that they would actually pay out for this because he has emptied his bank accounts he has folded his his business he has moved out moved away like he, he's got all the red flags that would indicate a possible suicide and he realizes this probably isn't going to work and just as he has this moment of realization he sees this sign for the blue cat lounge mm-hmm. and wendy's just about to send the email to dell marty gets back just in time to stop her from sending that email uh, and now this is this is the interesting part here. Wendy sees him, you know, and he says, "You know, did you send the email?" She said, "No." Okay, he says, "Good." So he's back. Wendy closes the door to the bathroom and starts crying. Now it is, <laughs> I mean, Laura Linney, the actor who plays Wendy, is is phenomenal because she walks this line with this cry between. It, is this relief or is this disappointment? And she walks it so well, and it is impossible to tell if she's relieved that he's back or disappointed that he's back. 
I think it's impossible to tell. Do you think you can tell? Uh, no, I, I, I take it as she's more relieved, but yeah, I, I can't tell either. I thought, yeah, I, I could definitely go either way on that. She's kind of hoping that she'd be afraid of Marty. Yeah. Because remember, being free of Marty also means being free of Dell, presumably. So, I, I mean, I think there, there are equal measures of relief and disappointment there. And she, she, I think she plays that extremely well. Uh, all right. Last thing Marty gets to do in this episode is go visit the Blue Cat Lodge. Uh, he meets Rachel. She's the owner. And Rachel does not seem interested in his plan. But it is worth noting that he is much more open to Rachel's ideas than he has been before. This isn't, here, I'm going to give you this money. You can do this, you can do that, you can do this other thing, and that'll help your business. This is, I don't know how to how you run your business. I have no idea what anything about this business. I don't know anything about it. But I know that you could probably use the money, and there's probably lots of things that you'd like to do with that money. Like, which is a much better sales pitch, I think. Yes, but sadly, that's not work. Yeah. Yeah, she's not buying it either. Uh, but before phone, before throwing in the towel, Marty goes and gets a drink at the bar where there's somebody, some guy, like Colin Tuck, like a terrible name. And Marty sticks up for Tuck privately. Like, you know, he just basically says, You can't say that word. You can't stop saying that word. And he's done. Like, it's pretty clear he's done talking to the guy. But then Rachel comes in and he amps it up. Right? He does. He looks over and he's like, hey. So do, you think, so do you think the beginning when he starts calling up this guy was all planned out? Or do you think while he was mid doing this? He, uh... No, I think he was genuinely telling the guy, you can't do that. And I, I'm with that too. I don't, think, I don't think he planned it out this far. I think he was just calling the guy out, saw an opportunity with Rachel around and yeah, went all in. Yeah, once Rachel comes in, he really picks a fight. If he try, I mean, he's clearly trying to get hit. He's 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 trying to. Basically, he says you need to apologize to Tuck, and he he calls him a redneck. Um, that's as far as I'm going to go uh, because there there's there's more, but he says it so deliberately. It's like he knows. That if he says this, he's gonna get decked. Mm-hmm. So he says it slowly, with thought in between every word. Like, how much of this do I need to say to get punched? Yeah, <laughs> it's right. He's trying to toe the line. Red... Yeah, he's trying to toe the line between saying enough to get punched, but without saying too much that he gets more than just punched. Like exactly. <laughs> so 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 he's like, you read neck and he pauses hoping that that's enough but it's not so he throws in the icing on top and that's enough i love the way the guy hits him too he just kind of grabs his shoulder like it's almost like a, a look of sympathy like yeah like i really sorry but now i have to punch you you know yep. i have to punch you too like you you you've you've, you've you've played me like a fiddle and you know i've had yep. to do this You've got me, and punches him. Yep, yep. Uh, and I don't want to say too much about where it goes from there. I mean, the episode is called Blue Cat, so it's probably pretty important. But 
but anyway, that's all we get in this episode. The last, the last bit that we get is Wendy and the kids moving into Buddy's house, and Wendy tells the kids that Marty's a drug a money launderer from the drug cartel. Yeah, they learn of Buddy and they see that he's a money launderer. For the, oh, at least she tells him. We don't know anything past that. Just she tells the kids real quick. Also, I, I want to note. When she says that, I'm pretty sure it's a taxi, the person that drove them the taxis. Window is open. <laughs> and she says it quite loud. And even if it wasn't, like, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I, I feel like this is something this person might have heard. Uh, I just saying, I don't know. Oh my gosh. I didn't even notice that. Oh. <laughs> I, oh man. Well, I, I mean, this, speculating where, it's going to go from here is, is, is pretty, uh, and that's not something I want to get into right now before the spoiler section. I mean, actually we don't need to speculate. We know, but anyway, uh, I, what I do want to mention though, is that this is a real significant indicator to me that when she was crying in that bathroom, there was definitely disappointment there because if she, if it was all relief, if, it, if she's just happy to have Marty back, Marty back home, she wouldn't tell the kids this. I see, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, there's a big weight on her chest. Yeah, regarding this the whole situation. When I when I saw this for the first time, th- this struck me immediately as she's trying to get the kids on her side. You're right. Yeah, I see. This is this is you know we are here doing this ridiculous thing, living with this dying man. Because your father's an idiot. I mean, it's a nice house, though. Oh, yeah. Say what no. you want, Wendy. That's a great deal, I feel like. I don't know how much you paid <laughs> on it, but I'll tell you what, not enough. Like, that is... <laughs> like, I feel like <laughs> Buddy could have doubled the price. It's still worth the deal. Like, you... you yeah, probably. Deal here. Yeah, exactly. Plus, plus you know, you know the advantage of having the whole, like, homeowner? He knows everything, probably, about the house. Like, at least a lot more than you do, right? Like, you'll be like, oh, wow, Jeez, I don't, That's a fair point. Like, what is this pipe? What's this pipe? Well, that pipe goes right to the condenser over there for the outdoor AC. No problem there. Oh yeah, I guess the yeah. whole issue. The guy will want to replace the whole condenser, but it's actually just this pipe. So you you can pay the thousand dollar fix, but I just spend twenty bucks to fix the pipe here. Little little you know little. Uh, a little stuff like that. Here, like... But you know, I just it's it's, okay. it's just things in general. Yeah, here's a septic tank. You know, the guy will come to empty it out, but. Watch him when he does it. He tries to only empty out half of it, so that way he can yeah. get seen or something like that. I, like, just I feel like there's, there's some advantages to having the previous homeowner around. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're probably right. But yeah, this is this is an awesome episode. I I love seeing Wendy showcased like this. Uh, I I love I love the setting. The setting is just like the the setting is so much a character on this show. I mm-hmm. think. Uh, this it, it, it's a lot like Miracle or Jarden is in the leftovers to me, like that. The Ozarks, is, yeah. The, this this whole Lake of the Ozarks setting is has so much character, uh, and then we get to meet the Langmores, and I love the Langmores. Oh my god, I love the Langmores so much. <laughs> so so th- that, that's why I think this this episode is even better than the than the pilot because we get this setting and we get these people these these other characters and we get this showcase of wendy it's not just all marty all the time mm-hmm. so 
So where do you where do you land? Do you think you like this one better still? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. This is better than episode one. This has been an upward trajectory, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll see, we'll see we'll see if this uh, keeps up. We have continuous upward growth. Well, perhaps every episode better than the last. That that'd be that'd a be... challenge to make as a as a person making a TV series. And people say make yeah. the best episode you can, but I'd, I'd rather think it's a challenge of make every episode better than the last and actually make that happen. Like, I want to see the ratings reflect that. So you, what you do is you make an anthology, so so it's not serial. Oh, and <laughs> you then make, you write the episodes afterward, yeah. You make 10 standalone episodes, you film them all, you edit them all, and you say, all right, this is the best one, so this will be last, this is the worst one, so this will be first. No, 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 it's got to be a full story, that full story. It's got to be cereal. Okay. Yeah, got to be cereal. Okay. That'd be interesting. So, uh, Mr. Sal. Yes? You know what time it is? It's TV time. TV time, yay. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> like a little kid. I, I, I can't see. I don't, I don't know if you can hear it, but I, I clap but very quietly. Whenever it's TV time. <laughs> I kind of oh. clap very quietly. I'm very, very excited for TV time. Uh, TV time is the best. It's a great app. I use it to follow all the sh- uh, the episodes that I watch of every series that I watch. Uh, and well, we we like to end episodes with a check in with TV time. Be so, about not to be confused with tummy time. No, not time. tummy time. <laughs> uh, but one of the th- there are three basic things that we look at on TV time. We look at the ratings. They give uh, you an opportunity to give. Zero, one, two, three, or five, or four, or five stars. Um, four, uh, no need for actually. I don't. Th- I don't think you can do zero. So one, two, three, four, or five stars. Uh, they give you an opportunity to tell them how the episode made you feel: happy, confused, sad, scared, frustrated, shocked, excited, or bored. And they give you an opportunity to vote for your favorite character. So, hmm. Usually, we say that the emotions aren't all that interesting. If there's ever a really interesting emotion uh, phenomenon that comes up, I'll, I'll let you know. But there isn't very really anything interesting here. It's mostly excited and shocked. And that's usually the way it goes. But okay. all right, so let's think about the ratings here. On a scale so, from one to five. So based on the first... Uh, episode you gave it a five, mm-hmm. but the people gave it a four. Yes, I'm gonna go. This is better than the last episode. How much oh, do I, I trust agree. The people? So you gave it a five, obviously. I that, gave it a that, five, of course. That's not the hard part. The hard part is what, like, a conglomerate of just you know, you've heard of like monkeys and a typewriter will eventually write Shakespeare or something. Like, that's what this is. I feel like people just randomly tapping and we just <laughs> get something. Um, four. I'll go four, even though I kind of want to say five. Yeah. I feel like will go five. It, it's four, and it's and it's even more four than what? the first episode. Wait, was it a less of a five, or is it taken from the It's less part? five. What? It's, it's less. Yeah. In the first episode, it was 49% four and 37% five. This one is 61% four and 29% five. That's so criminal. That is, it's crazy. It's what? nuts. These people. TV time. Well, I love the the segment. I've started to learn these people on TV time. I don't think I I don't think I, I agree with these people on a on a lot of things. I think yeah, 
Be you know what I've also learned about TV time is, is below the the voting there, uh, there are like there's like a message board, so oh, people okay. post lots of memes and uh, lots of comments and stuff like that. But um, I've learned that I need to not look at the message boards for shows I haven't seen. I mean, full spoilers, yes. <laughs> yeah, so okay. can't do that. Um, well, you can in Ozark but, in this case. Yeah, for Ozark, I can for sure. But I don't always look. Sometimes I look. I'm not. I'm not going to go through stuff right now. But yeah. all right, how about the character? Um, the who's? I mean, I feel like it's still going to be Marty. I'm trying to think who gets like Wendy. There's definitely a case you can make for Wendy, and I won't like. I won't be upset if it's Wendy. I I I feel like. I I I forget who you put. I know you really like Wendy, and I feel like ah, especially through the lens. I think it's her. interesting. To, it's interesting phrasing to say I really like Wendy. I think she's a horrible person. Yeah, it's horrible. Okay, I, they're all pretty. I don't think any of us would agree that Wendy and Marty are like great people. I don't think they're good yeah. people, but as a character, I mean, in terms of like how interesting they are, in terms of the stuff. I think. I think Marty is a much more sympathetic character than Wendy. Oh, Wendy, certainly. I have very little, very little sympathy for Wendy at pretty much any time in the series. Um, I'm She's gonna, pretty horrible. I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna go with that. You put Marty. And the people. Put Marty. I did. I saw. And the people. Yeah, the the people also put Marty. Eighty-eight percent. Strong volitions on Marty. Wow. Yeah, not as strong as last week. Last week was ninety-one percent. Fair enough, though. This, this week's eighty-eight percent. And what was um, Wendy? Five percent. She was second. So can can you, if the character even exists or if it even exists at all, for Lost people that don't watch the Lost podcast or don't know, in TV time, the character named Sawyer, and he always gets like a disproportionate <laughs> amount of most interesting or like whatever character, despite like sometimes barely being on the episode <laughs> in one case he was he was only in flashbacks to what we had already seen of him so there's he still got like a non-zero amount of like more than one percent which is shocking uh, yep. to me that he would yes. despite other characters getting actual like growth and you learn anyway so <laughs> is, is this the case with the ozark or is there, is there any character that seems to get like a uh, I, I haven't, I haven't really noticed. Um, I, I mean, if anybody, it's probably Marty. I wonder if like, Marty. I wonder if Dell could be one of them. If he's just kind of uh, like a show stealer. I, I don't, I don't think so. I think Marty is like the default setting for <laughs> favorite character. Um, like even like I would argue there might be one or two episodes in season three where Marty is the most interesting character. Uh, out of all out of the 10 <laughs> like uh, I, marty i think really I, I, you and i can argue about this if you want but uh we 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 usually say marty takes a backseat to other characters in season three i, argue I, with I, I say that yeah i argue he does but to um yeah you you'd argue that wendy becomes the lead i would argue i, I would argue co-lead. that yeah. i would argue that they co-lead. i see i say they're co-leads in season two <laughs> but but anyway uh We've 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 made that we've had that discussion already, but um, Marty's Marty still usually ends up being the fan favorite. I think most of the time. Yeah, he's a there is 
There is another character, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I might have to recant that argument. There's another character who we haven't met yet who frequently shows up way high. <laughs> okay. Well, we can, we can talk about that uh, if we remember in the spoiler time. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. Yeah. Well, well, what was the third emotion? It always is like a, a exciting. Show. Oh, it was happy. Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. Sorry. Yeah, good, good for you, Joda. <laughs> Finding a friend. In a night. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was happy. Hey, Marty, you got your money back. Good for you. <laughs> and he stood up for talk, and maybe you guys yeah. got a pretty nice house. It looks like with a with a pretty cool guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, his name's literally—he's called Buddy. I could you could you name someone anything more friendlier? How bad could he be? He's he's buddy. Bogus. Very interesting. All right, well, folks, that is all that we have for the pre-spoiler section. If you'd like to contact us, you can email us at showhopperspodcast at gmail If you wouldn't mind, we would love to receive five-star ratings from you and reviews uh, and certainly subscriptions. That would be helpful as well. And please do share the podcast with any person, place, or thing you can think of to share a podcast with. And are you ready to do the spoiler section, Kurt? I'm excited, yes. Hello. Welcome to the Spoiler Zone. It's much darker over here. Yes, if you have not tuned out yet, and you have not seen the whole series. Tune out now. It's a bit of a dingy smell here. A little like fish. But not as worse. Catfish? Just fish in general. I, uh, I just get, like my cat eats fish. We feed him fish and like if he if he ever yawns in my face, it just reeks of <laughs> reeks of fish. Alright, well before I forget, because I didn't write this down, but it, I thought of it as we were talking about the episode prior to this. Prior to the spoiler section, uh, I didn't. I, I think it's really cool to see uh, this interaction that Marty has with Jonah right before he goes to commit suicide, because we know now how heavily involved in money laundering Jonah is going to get. Yes. Right. He he takes a real interest in it, and he actually starts like his own little illegal financial activities. I know. So, like, uh, like, I mean, good, good on him. Good on him. Yeah, I mean, but that. he he's got an acumen for it. Like he he's he's clearly good at it. And this very first, you know, this this not even not the first episode, the second episode of the series, they're dropping hints that Jonah has an eye for the business that Marty is in. Now, now, do you think he knows? About the uh, money about laundering, the money you know, laundering? I, don't, I, I don't think he knows yet. Well, I'll tell you what. Well, I mean, next he, episode, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he knows the end of the episode. Yeah, sure. I, I but, yeah, I was, yeah, but he didn't figure it out on his own. Yeah. Um, I, I love seeing Ruth tell Marty that, she, that they both know that he'd be better off dead when now we know that later in the season she's going to save his life. Yes. Right. And She's going to save his life by killing her uh, uncles. Her right, uncle. because that's the other thing. He said, are you killers? And who's the weak link? Well, it turns out the weak link was probably Russ. 
Mm-hmm. And are you willing to kill a family member? Yes. Ruth is. So so this whole Means scene, are you willing to kill Marty? <laughs> That's a lot of cactus well, now to me is, is should I kill Marty? Because Ruth's willing to do what it takes to keep the money safe. Exactly. Yeah. And I think there have been plenty of times throughout the series where Ruth has thought I should have killed Marty. Yeah. Especially at the end of season season three when she goes back on Team Anti Marty. Speaking of, we we talked about Wyatt a bit. You don't like him in season three. Oh, God. What? what, Darlene, right? Yeah. And what's the baby's name again? Uh, I don't remember the baby's name, but right. like uh, it's, it, that's not that's not the, the baby's point. not the issue. No, yeah, <laughs> the, the issue Darlene is Darlene. Wyatt. Well, so Darlene is the issue, not Wyatt. Like, look at yeah, absolutely, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Darlene <laughs> is the issue. Although, uh, but but I understand. I don't. I don't understand. I, I don't understand what why 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 it gets involved in this. And it's not even the the age difference. The age difference is pretty gross, but. It's that Darlene is so crazy. It's a nice place to live, place to sleep. You know, just a you've took care of the farm somewhat. You know, they're just living life, and they both have a mutual hatred for Marty Bird and the birds. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. You know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend in that circumstances, and more than a friend in this in this case, more than a friend, lovers. Yeah. (laughs) Let's change the phrase. The enemy of my enemy is my lover. Oh man! So, it's definitely All right. what other what yeah. other spoilery stuff do you want to? want to bring up, up here? this episode. Uh, I never realized this trip club guy was this early on in the season one. I forgot about. Uh, oh it, yeah, and I, f- I also thought that the 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 priest the he priest or just um uh, minister minister. Okay, so he's just a minister, and. I thought he showed up earlier in the season. I wonder when uh, the minister finally shows up. Got his name, but... Yeah, you know, and I had forgotten that Jacob and Darlene are not in this episode. Oh, yeah, they're not for a while. No, they're coming in next episode, I they're think. They're coming in next episode? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But Jacob, we, we Jacob get... I enjoy Jacob very much. Oh, Jacob's one of my favorites. Love yeah. that guy. Um, we forgot to mention the name of the next episode. But we'll, I guess we'll do that at the end of the spoiler section here. I'm going to say My Dripping Sleep, right? My Dripping Sleep. What a, a, what a, what a name. Uh, but I'm pretty sure Jacob and Darlene are in this episode. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah. They are credit. Oh, no, it doesn't say credit only. So maybe they're not in this that. episode. Yeah, oh, my God. Know. I can't That's wait crazy. for the end of the season with Adele. Meeting a Darlene and Jacob in this old plan. Oh, I know. So, oh, speaking of which, um, this uh, this is gonna. I th- I think it's going to become a weekly feature on the podcast here. The Redneck Watch, okay? Because we, I, I'm keeping my eye out for every time they say the word redneck because we know that's the trigger word that gets Darlene to shoot. Yeah, I I I noted that when he said redneck, and the guy didn't seem all too angry about being called redneck. So, yeah, exactly. So so Marty calls the guy in the bar redneck. That's part of the insult that he uses to get attacked by the guy. I mean, there's there's more to it than that, and it's probably the more to it that gets him attacked. But 
we are we have heard in this episode one we've heard bruce use the term redneck riviera and now in episode two we had marty call the guy in the bar a redneck so i i think I, i'm wondering if they put it in every episode in season one interesting Let us see. i mean i i know there's at least one more mention of it okay I mean, I'm, I'm I know that now for the for the redneck. Yeah. Out here. So we've already had two. I know there's at least one more before the finale. So there's at least four episodes this season where they use that term. Okay. Yeah. We'll see if it's all six. I, I like that it's a challenge. All uh, ten. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Six more. Yeah. All ten. Six more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any real spoilers. I don't want to get into. I don't know if there's anything super pressing i guess the other thing that i'll mention is that it's it is interesting that wyatt and charlotte end up with such a tight relationship after what he did to her in this episode yeah because they end up being really close they do by by the but it's also it's also because ruth and marty grow closer as well i mean despite what they did to him so i mean that's a lot with the langmores and the oh some of the langmores and some of the Birds of they grow closer despite this uh, initial interaction. Uh, excited mm-hmm. for Buddy in this. I mean the fallout of telling them. I think what the, does the furniture company come next episode? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember that. First, the furniture company comes and like drops everything off on their front lawn. That's another headache. <laughs> and then uh, Buddy. <laughs> I do like Buddy. Buddy's actually one of my favorite characters. But Buddy's an awesome Buddy. character. Buddy's awesome. Really super sad. Oh, anyway, yeah. um, yeah. do you, do you have anything else? Uh, no, um, that's that's all I had made note of. Okay. So, well, folks, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope that you'll join us again next week for episode three, my dripping sleep. 